Hello, friends. My name is Zach, and welcome to the Enter the Danger podcast. My guest today is my good friend, Jane Schroeder. She is the Vice President of Coaching and Leadership Development at Loba Business Partners in Milwaukee, here in Wisconsin, and has been doing leadership coaching and consulting for over 25 years. She loves building strong teams, coaching them in career fulfillment, emotional intelligence, group dynamics, and positive psychology. And as you'll be able to tell from this conversation, she's brilliant at understanding what people mean and explaining things that might seem complicated at first in really simple and easy to understand ways. I learned so much from this conversation, and I know that you will too. So let's get into it. Good morning, Jane. Thank you so much for being here. Zach, nice to be here with you. Thanks so much for the invitation. Of course. I'm really excited about this conversation. Uh, I'd like to start with just a few questions to help listeners get to know you, if that's all right. Sure, absolutely. Wonderful. Uh, The first one is, what's one high-impact event that got you to where you are? Oh, gosh. Um, You know, kind of my one uh, event always pops into my head when I'm asked any question that that gets at this. Um, And it was probably um, an event that happened, um, gosh, over 15 years ago. And um, I was uh, when I first started my business in uh, coaching and leadership development, I had a business partner. And, um, and it, it was going very well. Um, she was actually from England and very abruptly needed to go back to England. And it was a very, um, you know, difficult situation because we had been in a business partnership. We were building a successful business and there was total uncertainty. It was probably mm. likely that she would not be returning. And, um, you know, at the time I had young children at home and um, my immediate um, response was, okay, well, I'm done doing this. I'm just going to go get a job. (laughs) That was my my uh, response. And um, as challenging uh, as that was, uh, and I think this is true for most of us, we learn the most um, in those challenging and painful moments. And um, that was a time I definitely entered uh, my own danger. Mm. Um, And then I had one of my mentors who entered, thankfully, the danger with me um, and uh, and and had was willing to have that that uh, that conversation that challenged everything that I was thinking at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Um, So who, who are then three high impact people that have helped you grow into the person you are? Yeah, so that one person uh, who continues to be a major um, mentor and dear friend um, in my life, um, he was actually one of my very first bosses out of graduate school. And we have just um, maintained a a very solid relationship all along. Um, The other is another mentor of mine um, who is um, quite elderly now and um uh she is very very special in my life um she actually we have a very beautiful reciprocal um relationship in that she has um a a, a, an illness a disease that keeps her pretty much homebound Mm. and she had to give up her coaching practice 
And um, I rely on her as a mentor and she relies on me as kind of staying in touch with the field, the profession. And um, we get together about every six weeks. I go to her house and um, and I I go through, you know, like um, case scenarios with her and it keeps her vibrant and feeling like she's still engaged because she is through me. Um, and it's, uh, it's just a wonderful arrangement that we have. And I think the third person would actually be, I don't know if you know this name, Zach, but, um, uh, his name is Shirzad Shamin and he wrote the book called positive intelligence. And this has been another very active right alongside with, um, the table group and all the learnings we've been going through together at at uh, uh, through Kappa Pro, um, this is has been happening uh, in a parallel manner for me um, wow. with my own professional development, and um, it's been it's all about in a nutshell um, managing uh, our saboteurs and our inner okay. critic, yeah. uh, which is universal, and yeah. um, and it's been just a, a another life changing. So I've been sort of just graced with all this uh, wonderful learning and growth um, through these two, two avenues. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, You'll have to, you'll have to repeat. Can you repeat his name again? Sorry. Yes. And it's, it's uh, it is a, you know, you you do have to hear it more than once. His first name is Shirzad and his last name is Shamin. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, yes, and I can give you info. He's he's right. currently a professor at Stanford, okay. um, and uh, pretty well known. If you just uh, Google his name, but I okay. can give you the spelling and what have you. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so can you share a story about um, a way that they have entered into the danger with you that has helped you grow um, in, into the person that you are now? Yes. And it's, it actually is just an extension of what I began. So when um, my business partner left and I, um, you know, was just positive, my knee jerk reaction was, well, I can't do this by myself. I'm, I'm just going to close her up, close up shop and go get a job. Um, And this one mentor and, and, you know, you have to think about your, um, uh, like your internal wisdom at some point, right? Yeah. Because something led me to my mentor intentionally to say, like, I know that I may not like what he has to say to me, but I'm, I'm going to test it out with him. Yeah. And so I met with him and uh, told him my plan and, and my circumstance. And wow, did he enter the danger with me? Um, in and, and so he looked me right in the eye and said, um, you know, like, what are you thinking? You are, you're scared. And I said, well, of course I'm scared. This is complete uncertainty. I'm not equipped to do this on my own. This wasn't even my idea. I'm going into all my excuses. Um, And he said uh, very lovingly, which is important. um, But he said, you don't believe that you can be successful on your own. And it hit me like a ton of bricks because that was exactly right. It was my own um, self-doubt and saboteurs that were speaking so loudly at that moment. And um, he just said, what makes you think that you weren't part of, 
you know, an integral part of building this business to the point that it's at today and that you on your own can't continue it. Um, Which was uh, really incredible. It wasn't, it was so scary, but, um, but I did it. And so I continued my business. I went off on my own. I um, explored things and did things that I just really, um, didn't comprehend were possible for me. Yeah. And it was all because of, of really his willingness to go there with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Zach, there's something about this, um, enter the danger that I think is, is really important. And that is that I think when any individual or consultant like us, when we enter the danger with clients, just like my mentor Greg entered the danger with me that day, yeah. I think it really importantly starts with uh, our own self-awareness mm. and our own examination of what is my positive intention here, and does this person trust that that's that I have a positive intention? Um, because if if it if that's not present. Um, I don't think entering the danger has has the impact that we intend for it to have. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, oh, goodness. I love that. That is such a good story um, about how he because that completely shaped your life. And if he hadn't entered into the danger in that moment, right. how different would your life be? Um, I'm so glad you shared that story, because in a nutshell, that's why I do this podcast is is to help us realize that moments like that, which can seem really scary, because I'm sure that wasn't easy for him to say, right, um, or for you to hear. But ah, oh, but goodness. Um, and then and then you follow that on as well by by this idea of positive intent and how we have to have that. That that has to be on both sides, right? Both the person ha- giving the positive intent. Or, or sorry, the person entering the danger has to have that positive intent, but the person on the other side has to have this assumption of, of positive intent in them, right? Absolutely. Yes, both. Because otherwise, you know, it would just fall on deaf ears, I think, yeah. you know, because they'd be quiet. So what we're really talking about, too, is trust. I mean, yeah. um, I think, you know, that's that's so important. I mean, how often do we you know, as consultants, um, I mean, I, I just, I'm so excited you've done this podcast, Zach, because this is the issue, like having these difficult, but so important conversations is what most humans are not wired to do. You know, we're wired to run away from that. It's, you know, I mean, most people, if you ask them, do not handle difficult conversations comfortably or well. It's like either there's complete um, ignoring of, of the issue, the elephant in the room, or it's handled really poorly because some of those things don't exist. Um, like the trust or the intent, um, or the, the style and the manner with which, you know, the emotional intelligence or lack thereof (laughs) with how we go about entering the danger. And I think, um, you know, all those aspects have to be present in order for it to go well. And most people, um, just don't have that comfort. And it's really, um, it, it's such um, 
I don't know, just such meaningful work to be able to help people to get comfortable there and understand the factors that allow those conversations to be successful. Yeah, yeah. people need help. Um, I needed help with it. You know, this is this is, again, one of my main growth things is that, um, you know, this was an area that was never comfortable for me to enter the danger with people. Um, and, and just to, to look at my own growth with that process is what allows me, you know, I've done that work and continue to do what it's never done. Right. Um, but I think that's what allows me to be willing to go there with my clients. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going back a little bit, you said um, something that sparked my interest about how we have to be willing to enter the danger with ourselves before we can do it effectively really with other people Mm -hmm. and and that kind of rings true a little bit, but can you talk a little bit more about that and what that looks like and, and, and how we do that? Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I, through a lot of different, um, uh, you know, intentional learnings and readings and um, practice, uh, which I think is really important um, because most of the time people just, they lack the tools. I know I did, you yeah. know, I, I didn't know how to do that. And I think, you know, it kind of, um, it kind of uh, parallels with, um, with that whole business of assertiveness versus passiveness versus aggression, right? And so it's kind of a pendulum. And I think personally, I started on the passive side um, because I didn't understand how important truth is in yeah. relationship, yeah. Um, particularly with clients. Um, and this is, you know, goes back way into my early years. Um, and it was actually the same mentor that that helped me with this very early on in my career, like right out of grad school. Um, so invaluable lessons that I've just continued to build on. But, you know, kind of seeing that passivity that people who, who take that stance initially, um, when they start to think about making changes, it feels like aggression to them. It feels mm. like they've swung the pendulum completely to the opposite side. Mm. And sometimes they do because that that's the only way they they um, like they just see it so black and white. Yeah. And the truth is that we have to ease that back into the proper place of assertiveness, which yeah. is, you know, truth, but truth with. Um, with other things like yeah. positive intent and good yeah. emotional intelligence around how that truth is delivered. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I, I equate it to that in my own um, learning experience. Yeah. So um, I can, I can already kind of see what you're talking about. Um, th- this is just fascinating to me. I'm, I, I'm loving this conversation, but I can already see what you're talking about internally where maybe I do something and um, it's this this whole idea. I, I mean, we know about self talk, and we have to we have to be careful with how we talk to ourselves. But if I if I screw up, I'm like, ah, oh, you idiot! I can't believe you did that. What are you thinking? But really, that's if I'm if I'm making this correlation right, that's aggression. Where I I would never talk to someone else that way. Right. And so how am I entering into the danger with myself and saying, okay, well, what did you do? What was your intent? What can we change? Am I on the right track here? 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, one of the things, and this is actually Zach, what this whole field of um, positive intelligence uh, gets at um, is really mastering that inner dialogue mm. and, um, and how prevalent it is for all of us. And um, you know, we could have a whole separate conversation about that because I've I continue to be a, a student as a coach with Shirzad in this process, and I've been doing it for about the same time as I've been involved with um, about the same time Kappa Pro started. So I've yeah. been really running this parallel track, and there's so yeah. much interplay between the two of them. Yeah. Um, but I know as a coach, and and you likely do as well in the consulting work that you do that. I would be astounded sometimes when I would have outwardly successful, um, altogether really rocking it in their role, people in my office as a coach to them, and they would be crumbling with self-doubt. Yeah. And it was such a incongruence to me. I mean, we all know, um, you know, that, that, you know, the outward persona isn't, you know, always what's happening internally. But yeah. this was always so extreme to me to witness. And I've seen it over and over and over again for all the years I've been coaching. And so this program in positive intelligence is really entering that space and um, has, has, you know, some really good remedies for how we manage that internal dialogue appropriately. Yeah. Um, and, and the fascinating thing uh, about it is that I've been training with this, uh, with coaches, with a cohort of coaches from around the entire world. And what we've learned is that, that, that um, self-doubt uh, really is a human issue. I, I, for some reason, just thought, oh, maybe that's Western culture, you know, that that kind of has given us those messages of, you know, perfection or whatever. And um, as it turns out, that's not the case. And mm -hmm. it's actually, now I'll get geeky on you a little bit, but it's actually tied to brain science and, and evolution yeah. and the way our brains are actually wired more towards the negative, which served yeah. us at some point. It doesn't serve us now. And right. so we have to work really hard to abate that, that, you know, and right. those messages. So right. anyway, but not to get off on that tangent, <laughs> it just, it works really well um, with this exact topic yeah. of um, out of Lencioni's models with, uh, with entering the danger, because um, often the things we are challenging in the danger has to do with those, with the, uh, the individual's um, yeah. self-talk. Right. Um, and their own perspective on things. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it, it definitely um, ties in. So. So so what, if any, is the correlation between me being able to enter the danger well with someone else and me being able to enter the danger well with myself? Mm. Um, you know, I, I think some of it with regard to self entering the danger, that's where I see um, sort of the self-sabotage uh, surfacing very loudly. Yeah. And so to your exact point earlier, Zach, I think we have to be aware of um, showing ourselves self-compassion, mm. um, you know, more than anything when we are faced with a, a situation um, that puts us in the danger. Um, and so, 
you know, really being willing to challenge ourselves, um, enter the danger with ourselves, um, and and kind of uh, be mindful of those negative messages. And and you know, like you said, recognizing that oh my gosh, the messages I'm giving myself are never in a million years how I would speak to anyone. Yeah. So why would it be okay for me to speak that way to myself, even yeah. if it's just internal in my head, you know? Yeah. So the damage that that creates is um, is really high. So yeah, yeah I. I... Because I, I believe that and I know because I know that the words we speak have power. So why yeah. would the words that we think not have equal power? Um, yes. Especially since we hear those ones the loudest usually. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the other thing I wanted to mention is that I think, you know, you asked like how, how you know, has my learning sort of developed and there's a lot of, of um, resources out there like right now that are sort of cornerstones for me. And it's this, um, it's this thinking, uh, whether it's from Crucial Conversations or Amy Edmondson with Psychological Safety or Kim Scott with uh, Radical Candor um, or Brene Brown's work. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the messages are all very similar. And I think the message is it's both and yeah. and not either or. Right. And I think when we enter the danger, that's what what it really is helpful for us um, as consultants and coaches to be mindful of. So, you know, Brene Brown says clear is kind, yeah. unclear is unkind, right? Yeah. So I have these little snippets like up in my office so that I continue to practice and remember that because yeah. it's easy to forget sometimes, um, yeah. especially when you're gearing up for a uh, for entering the danger with a client, um, you know, it doesn't always feel kind until you step back and get back into that perspective. Um, yeah. uh, Kim Scott of Radical Candor, um, I love her style too. You know, she says, and here's another uh, of, here's really a good example of the both and, which is we can care and respect the person personally, and we can challenge the issues directly. Yeah. And a lot of times when people are afraid to enter the danger, it's because they don't believe that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, and, or there's some compromise. Yeah. Um, so, and I think, you know, an outcome to, to, you know, go to Amy Edmondson's incredible work on psychological safety. I think, um, you know, like when I think of my mentor challenging me, it's it's with that understanding and that intent that we can have high expectations and high psychological safety. Yeah. And actually, that's what brings about the highest performance. So I think all of these things meld beautifully with um, with Patrick Lencioni's models. Yeah. Um, and oh my gosh, you know, again, I this has just been such a so fun to me when you get to a place in your career where all of a sudden everything feels aligned. Yeah. You know, like I can make these bridges and these connections between all of the 
leadership, really expert yeah. thought leaders, and I can make it, you know, link together. That's, yeah. that's been just an amazing um, thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, I, I feel the same way. Um, yeah. I, I, and a, a common thread that I, that I'm pulling out of that, I just want to highlight it again, though, is, is this um, seeming uh, dichotomy of high care but also high responsibility, you know, where yes, we can absolutely, and, and we have to care about who they are, but we also can and have to care about the results. It's not an exclusive thing. Um, right. And, and I think even they wouldn't want it to, because in essence, if we're not caring about the results, we're not caring about the people because we want to do good work. We want to be able to bring that out and succeed and, and, and do well. Um, that's a really, and, and, that's right. A really absolutely. Thought. Yeah. And, and to see the, um, to honestly, and here's where it links back to one of the original questions you asked me, <clears throat> which is how does it, you know, what's the link with our own learning through entering the danger or have someone entering it with us and then being able to, you know, why is that important? Yeah. And I think for me, um, you know, when my mentor did that with me, um, it unlocked something in me that was transformational and and that led me to believe differently in what I could do and you know pointing out to me in that moment what was not obvious to me which was I was taking the easy route my you know just go get a job my fear was overcoming me and it was clouding really my belief about myself and in that moment of fear. And so for someone to enter that space with me and be willing to unlock that or help me to see yeah. what my vision was of myself and that my vision of myself was different than the vision he had for me. Yeah. And for him to share that um, was transformational. And so yeah. once you experience that, then it gives me more motivation to be willing to go there with other people on the chance that that could be the outcome, yeah. right? It's a really good risk to take. Yeah, that's that. I think that's so powerful what you just said, because I think so often when we are entering the danger and we have that fear, I, I think it's because it feels like it's all on this, um, responsibility side where I'm just talking about how you're not meeting expectations, but in actuality, what we're doing is so much more focused on the care side where uh, those words you just used, where we're sharing a vision of who that we can see them, like who, who we can see them as, uh -huh. who they can be in the future. And we uh -huh. want them to get there. So it's actually so much more on this psychological safety care. We, the, the personal side it's making yeah. that shift, I think, is 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 the change in, internally, right? Yeah, absolutely. They have to go together. They have to go together. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you said that, Zach, uh, when I was listening to you, what came to mind for me is um, my, uh, my highest uh, working genius is wonder. Yeah. And so that is where, you know, that that works, that serves me very well in this 
in this space yeah. because I am always looking at what are the possibilities for yeah. this person, my client? What is the potential that is not being tapped for my client? Mm -hmm. And when I have that mindset, it gives me really the courage um, to enter the danger, um, wow. you know, more comfortably. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm going to shift a little bit here um, okay. and, and kind of talk about uh, it's still on, on this track of psychological safety. But I, one of the one of the important ways to, to make sure we're entering the danger well is to do it in a way that's going to be heard well. And obviously, mm -hmm. we come with our own personalities and our own styles. And this is like I have my default of this is how I enter the danger. But also, we need to adjust to how they are going to hear it effectively do you mm -hmm. have any, especially if it's maybe someone that you don't know super well, do you have any strategies and tools that you can use to help uh, us so that we are able to speak in ways that, that someone else will hear effectively? Hmm. I mean, that's a really good question. And I do think it, it um, I think it really um, goes back to uh, the rapport that we uh, build and the um, and the trust that we have built. Um, and beyond that, I think it's, um, you know, we have to be really aware, um, you know, and tap into our own emotional intelligence to know when the time might be right. Um, you know, to uh, to enter some of those, you know, more difficult conversations. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I, I really hate to say it, but I do think it's it's just partly a gut, um, you know, knowing uh, of our individual client and, and everything that they bring to the table. Sometimes it can be much earlier. Um, so I guess what's coming to my mind right now is that way back um, in my very early career, um, I worked for a time as a consultant in what was called uh, the outplacement space, now called um, more uh, career transition space. Um, but, you know, so I had clients, individual clients who uh, typically were um, in their uh, mid to late 50s at the earliest age, and yeah. they had been let go from their company sometimes after 40 years, oh, wow. um, and they were in a very difficult space. And sometimes they had never had, you know, they might have come out of a manufacturing company, they may have never had any professional development, right. um, you know, that just wasn't their, you know, their experience. Yeah. And um, oftentimes they had very, um, you know, technical um, backgrounds, engineering, you know, very, very um, scientific, um, you know, left brain kind of, uh, you know, um, mindset. And, yeah. um, and I, you know, it was part of my work to convince them that, that this process of working with a career transition coach was even a thing, you know, right. was even of any value whatsoever. Right. 
Um, and you know, some, and, and so I think it was so individual. Sometimes I would be like, oh my gosh, you know, this is going to be a real challenge to try and like in, in some ways win this person over so that I yeah. can actually try and help them. Yeah. Um, and I would find it interesting because sometimes I would go there very early and just be like really clear, like, look, I know you're not buying into this. And I can tell you that the outcome is going to be more positive for you if you go through this process. Mm. You know, I mean, I and, you know, it didn't I mean, let me be clear, it wasn't always, you know, I didn't win everybody over. I mean, that yeah. that was a, a tall order. But I think it was just being really in sync with understanding who they were and how they might need to hear it. Yeah. And for them, you know, oftentimes it, I, there wasn't any touchy feely about this. Like this yeah. wasn't going to be a feel good, you know, conversation. This was going to be a, no, I need to hit the results yeah. and I need to be, you know, somewhat more challenging than I'm, you know, was comfortable with certainly at that point in my career, because I thought that was how I was going to earn their respect sooner. Right. Um, was going to be to just dive in, you right. know? Um, and I, I dare say that at that point in my career, I didn't have all the tools that I have now, <laughs> um, you know, but looking back, you know, but, um, but I think it, basically it just speaks to understanding deeply who the audience is yeah. and what you believe they're, they're willing to, um, to take in. Yeah. Yeah. Little clues you've got to pick up, you know, right. and pay attention to. Right. I imagine there's also a lot of personal awareness needed and self-awareness because it's hard to adjust what you don't know exists, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So how do you, how do you then, um, if I need to adjust, um, do, I, do you always have to spend time developing self-awareness first or is it is it something you can kind of learn by doing like like a feedback form at the end of a session or or what what is what is your recommendation yeah for building self-awareness yeah um wow i mean I mean, I've I've been um, a, a student of emotional intelligence for many, many, many years. And, um, you know, now all the research um, that even even in the leadership, um, you know, things that are very current, um, you know, models and what have you, they, they speak to emo or I'm sorry, to self-awareness in leadership as being so, so critical. Yeah. Um, and I, I really, I, I do believe that, that it is, um, you know, I think it's, um, so I think we're, this is going to go full circle, Zach, um, interestingly, <laughs> but I think it, it actually is, um, a willingness to be brutally honest and to go into the danger with ourselves um, and, and to really say, hey, what really is my intent? Yeah. What, what, you know, to be really reflective and intentional yeah. um, about how we, you know, navigate ourselves, um, you know, and, and that's a, I, I see that as a responsibility. Um, you know, we both know a lot of leaders that just don't go there and they yeah. just remain oblivious and everybody around them uh, knows more about them than they know about themselves. Um, yeah. 
know, and that's so unfortunate. Um, you know, I remember uh, just recently hearing or listening to the um, the Working Genius podcast, and and they were talking about that. Cody and Pat had a whole conversation about that with regard to the hardest thing is when somebody takes like the Working Genius assessment, for example, and doesn't see the results and how they apply to them, you know, and that's, it's really a challenge, um, you know, and it takes deliberate, intentional time and effort yeah. on the part of every individual to be reflective yeah. after interactions, after conversations, to be thinking, how did I show up just then? Right. What, what, what emotions did I um, elicit from them because of how I showed up or the words I used or the tone I had? Mm. And, you know, a lot of people just are mindless about that. Yeah. Um, so I would say like anything else as a point of development, um, it's, it's, um, it's taking time to be reflective, be yeah. intentional, um, you know, and, and be willing to course correct, yeah. you know, as, as you, uh, you watch your, uh, your results and okay, wow, that didn't go well. Now, how, how, instead of blaming the other person, let me think about what, yeah. what I did to contribute to that. Yeah. It's, I, I imagine too, oh, we know that we know the, the statistics that say, or the research, I should say, that says, you know, 90% of people think they're self-aware when in reality, only 10% actually are. Yeah. And, and, and so to me, that automatically indicates that, that A, there's a pretty big lack of understanding of what real self-awareness is, but then B, also that even, even for those people that are self-aware to continue to grow in that, it, it requires a pretty constant effort. So, and I, and I remember you, you, you know, you said, Hey, we have to take time to reflect. I imagine that taking time for ourselves, you know, 10 minutes a day. Okay. How did I show up? Why did I show up that way is, mm -hmm. is going to help do that. Do you have any yeah. other ways because this is so important to enter the danger, we have to figure it out. Do you have any yeah. other ways that we can accelerate that? Yes. And, and I do think seeking, actively seeking regular and consistent feedback um, from people that, that we trust um, is, is a critical point as well. Um, so that, you know, again, many people just shy away from feedback of any kind. Um, and, you know, and uh, again, I think that that's based on fear. So I think it, it, it comes right back to being willing to um, you know, face, uh, enter the danger with ourselves and say, wait, I, I could have messed up there. Um, let me identify that and be willing to be honest with ourselves about that. Um, and again, oftentimes, um, here's where it's kind of a, um, it's, it's a juxtaposition because sometimes, um, that inner critic, um, is good for us right? It's just until it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's a real fine line to balance. But I think if we have that inner critic and we identified that we all do, there's a lot of things we can do with that. And yeah. first, we want to learn what is valid about that inner critic voice. Yeah. Um, and then we want to put a cap on it when it starts to fuel our negative emotion. Right. Um, but I think 
initially um, paying attention to some of those messages is important. So it um, <laughs> uh, self management, you know, right. um, yeah, making sure right. we uh, we stay the the even space and and don't go too far in in uh, on one side or the other. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I'm loving this. So, so seeking regular feedback that that's, do you have any specific questions, um, that we, that we can ask as well as we try? Cause if I go up to someone and say, Hey, can you give me feedback on how I'm showing up? That maybe is not super helpful, but, but maybe if it's, Hey, my intention was to, is, you know, in this meeting is to show up in this way. I'm yeah. ple- and and this goes back to something we heard in the very first episode with Keith Hadley. He said you have to invite people when you invite yeah. people to enter the danger because even asking someone to give you feedback, you're asking them to enter the danger with you. Absolutely. Um, and and so being really specific in that, can you give us some suggestions of questions we can ask people? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that. Uh, like any kind of feedback, you want it to be as specific as possible. So I think there's two things we can do. One is to like, let's use an example of a, of a colleague, um, you know, certainly, um, you know, I know that um, uh, the table group um, talks a lot about doing co-facilitation. That's a beautiful opportunity right there. But instead of just like, hey, give me some feedback, uh, which is very general, um, you know, it's more to what you were saying, Zach, which is, you know, anyone that you're going to ask feedback of, set them up initially to say, you know, this is what I'm working on. These are the specific um, intentions that I have for this particular session. Um, can you help to observe that in me and, mm-hmm. and give me some feedback afterwards? And you're going to have much richer feedback at that point. Um, you know, other things, I mean, I don't know how specific I could get with, you know, specific questions because I think it really depends. You want to set it up uh, for the particular circumstance that yeah. you're, you know, asking yeah. feedback around. But, you know, I think you want to get feedback on, um, you know, my my tone, you know, what was the, um, what, what did you observe as the uh, impact on the audience when I said this? Yeah. You know, I mean, you can get very, very specific um, yeah. to try and hone in um, and really make a difference for your for yourself and your delivery. Yeah. Is there, is there maybe something that often people don't think about? Um, for instance, I, um, when I became a dad, um, you know I'm a dad. Um, yes. My, uh, I had to, that's right, yes. <laughs> yes. I had to remember that to her, I'm a giant. And so when I'm talking with her, if I, especially if I'm saying, you know, that's not the way, that's not what we're supposed to do. She's looking up at this giant person that's three, four, five times her height. So for me, remembering to get down on my knees and talk to her, try to talk to her face to face. So, so when you were talking about um, tone of voice and things like that, are, are there other things that maybe we don't think of that when we are going to enter the danger with people that we can, we can try to pay attention to that maybe we normally wouldn't? Yeah, that's a really great question. And what comes to mind for me is um, is pace, pacing um, appropriately, because sometimes we know our stuff 
and we, uh, for me anyway, I get very excited about what I'm sharing or, you know, delivering and I know it. So I can tend to kind of whip through it um, faster than other people um, can take it in because I have to remember this is new information, um, you know, that I'm sharing. And, and so really to be cognizant of our pace and to not, um, I always say like talk in shorthand, Mm -hmm. you know, be sure we're really, um, you know, thoroughly explaining and stopping, I'm talking about facilitation now, but, you know, stopping and just gauging, um, you know, a couple times during our presentation to say, are you with me? You know, is there anything, uh, you know, that, that you need me to, to repeat, um, something like that, you know, I think that, that I know is a trap for me, Zach, you know, when I'm, when I'm facilitating. Yeah, I, I know you're talking about facilitation there, but to me, that seems like it's just as applicable to any kind of difficult conversation, stopping saying, hey, are we tracking? Do you, oh, you know? yeah. So, um, yes, Jane, I this has been so much fun. Um, I'm, I'm loving it, but I know we need to finish up. Uh, okay. It, um, if you're willing, I'd like to ask you a, a lightning round of questions. Is that okay? You know, it's good. It always makes me stress because I'm I'm in wonder, remember. So I always <laughs> right. like to, there's a multitude of possibilities. So it may take me a bit, but yes, I'm no willing. Let's go. No worries. Um, favorite leadership quote? Quote? Yes, quote. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, see, this is not, this is so many. Um, I will, I will go with Brene Brown just because it's so easy to remember. Um, yeah. Clear is kind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's one underrated skill in leadership? Mm. You know, um, I honestly think compassion and it's gotten a lot of, in, you know, a lot of uh, since COVID it's been accelerated as a, yeah. as something important, but boy, I wish it didn't have to take that. So yeah, yeah compassion. Yeah. Do you have a favorite author? Um, you know, right now I, I love um, Dr. Henry Cloud and his mm. work on boundaries, yeah. but um, boy, I have so many, but that comes yeah. to mind. Great. It's a great book. Uh, if you haven't listened, if you haven't read it before listeners, I'll put it in the show notes. It's a, it's an exceptional book. Yeah. Um, the most frustrating excuse someone can make for not entering the danger. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm afraid that, uh, it might hurt someone's feelings Mm. because I bought into that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Early, early. Yeah. Uh, favorite question to ask other people. What brings you joy? I borrowed that from Marie Kondo. Okay. Uh, What's something that you do to make sure you're always learning? Oh my gosh. Um, uh, I sign up for a million uh, classes. I talk with colleagues um, yeah. about what are they reading? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I overload on that one. Uh, favorite podcast? Oh, um, you know, I'm loving Adam Grant. Uh, work life, work, yep. work plus life. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a book that you keep rereading. Oh, um, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Yep. Love that. Uh, what's a quality you see in others that makes you excited to get to know them? Oh, 
um, just confidence to the core. I want to know how was that established and how do we do that with our children today? Uh, Your favorite way to build trust with other people? Um, Be real. Use humor. Uh How does gratitude impact your life? Every day in every way. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's what I start my day with a gratitude meditation. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, How do you stay sharp at work? Um, try and get enough sleep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Try. So you don't always, but you try. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) What do you do to rest? What do I do to rest? Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, it sounds, uh, like the opposite, but actually I love to, um, be in nature Mm. and if I'm in nature, then I'm able to, uh, I feel that is rest in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's so filling, um, of my energy. So yeah, Yeah. yeah, we do a lot of hiking. Yeah. That's great. Uh, last one, um, is white chocolate really chocolate? No, absolutely not. (laughs) Great. I feel really strongly about that. Dark chocolate's the only way to go. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, Jane, I really appreciate this conversation so much. Um, If my listeners want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Oh, um, let's see. They can contact me at my uh, email, which is jane.schrader at lauber-partners.com. Great. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And I'm proud that I remembered. I've forgotten for a couple episodes to ask that question. So I'm proud that I finally remembered again. Uh, (laughs) Jane, thank thank you again so much. I've had a blast. This was wonderful. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Zach. We could talk for hours. and, um, And I look forward to chatting with you again sometime soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Oh, my goodness. What an amazing conversation. I I just loved it. It was such a pleasure. I learned so much. It was just wisdom, following wisdom, following wisdom. Thank you again, Jane, so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out the show notes for all the links that we talked about. Go learn more about positive psychology and the book Boundaries by Henry Cloud. If you haven't read that, please go get it from your local library. I promise that it will make a big difference in your life and in your relationships. My guest next week is Dr. Michael Gould. He's a retired police chief and currently works as a consultant with emergency services to help them build emotional intelligence as they work in some amazingly high-pressure situations. I really hope you'll tune in for that one. As always, thank you again so much for joining me this week on the Enter the Danger podcast. I don't take it lightly that you guys spend some of your time each week with me, and I really appreciate it. If you learn from this podcast, please share it with other people. That's honestly the biggest compliment you can give me. If you're willing to wait, wait, rate, and review the podcast, can't talk apparently, that helps the algorithm show us to more people. If you want to get a hold of me or if you have any questions, my email is Zach, Z-A-C, at zwilcoxconsulting.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. Until next time, let's choose kindness, empathy, and curiosity. <laughs>